0: These are challenging times, but you don't have to navigate them alone. Welcome to How Can I Help? I'm Dr. Gail Saltz. I'm a clinical associate professor of psychiatry at the New York Presbyterian Hospital, a psychoanalyst, and best selling author. And I'm here every week to answer your most pressing questions, hopefully with understanding, insight, and advice. I got a question from a listener about whether it's possible that her anxiety can be making it more likely that she will develop cancer or some other medical illness. This question is actually a common one. Can mental illness cause you to develop physical illness? Can physical illness give you mental illness? The answers are more complicated than yes or no, but the answer to both actually is not no altogether it's not surprising that when a person gets a diagnosis of heart disease or cancer or some other life-limiting or life-threatening physical illness that they may become anxious or depressed. but it may seem more surprising that the inverse is also true high anxiety or depression can foster the development of a serious medical disease, and even make it more difficult to recover from one. As the pandemic continues to take a toll on many people's mental health, we may well see an uptick in certain physical ailments that are impacted by mental health struggles. In fact, while the medical profession as a whole, and therefore people in general, tend to think of mental health and physical health as separate they really are not the brain is an organ in the body like any other organ connected to everything else impacting everything else and when the brain becomes sick in some way it is a physical illness the physical location is the brain and it causes changes in neurochemicals which actually impact the rest of the body as well. What happens inside a person's head can have damaging effects throughout the body, as well as the other way around. An untreated mental illness can significantly increase the risk of becoming physically ill. And physical illnesses often result in feelings and behaviors that make mental conditions worse. You might think of this as the mind-body connection, but in a way, it's all one body, and it's the body's body connection. There have been studies that look at patients, for example, diagnosed with cancer, and find that significant depression can and does often cause a patient to do worse than expected and worse than patients who don't develop depression at all. Physicians, unfortunately, don't always look at the stresses placed on the body by mental illness and don't treat it like the physical stress on the body that it actually is. Many people are reluctant to seek treatment for emotional feelings. Some people with anxiety or depression may fear being stigmatized, even if they recognize they have a serious psychological problem. Some people attempt to treat their emotional distress by adopting behaviors like drinking too much or abusing drugs, which only adds to the insult of their pre existing medical illness. And sometimes, family and friends. Well-meaning, but inadvertently reinforce a person's denial of mental distress by saying, well, of course you're depressed, you have cancer, instead of recommending that they seek treatment. Anxiety disorders affect almost 20% of American adults. When you're anxious, the brain responds by releasing cortisol. That's nature's built in alarm system. And it evolved to help animals facing physical threats by increasing their rate of breathing, raising their heart rate, and redirecting their blood flow from abdominal organs to muscles so that, for example, they could run away if they're in a state of danger. These protective actions stem from the neurotransmitters epinephrine. And norepinephrine, which stimulate the sympathetic nervous system and put the body on high alert. It is what is called the flight or fight response. But when they are invoked too often and not because there's an actual danger, this constant stimulation results in a various kinds of physical illnesses, including digestive symptoms like having reflux, or having diarrhea, or cramps, or constipation, or even peptic ulcer disease. It can impact the cardiovascular system with an increased rate of heart attacks or strokes. Meanwhile, depression, while less common than anxiety, more like 10% of the population, can have even more devastating effects on physical health. While it's normal to feel depressed from time to time, one out of 10 people have such persistent feelings of depression that it disrupts their personal relationships. It interferes with work and play and impairs their ability to cope with the challenges of daily life. Physically, depression can also increase a person's perception of pain and it can increase their chances of developing chronic pain. Potentially making matters worse, anxiety and depression often come together. In fact, if you stay anxious long enough, you are likely to develop depression. And this makes people more vulnerable to a collection of physical ailments and an inability to stick with their needed therapy. How Can I Help with Dr. Gail Saltz will be back after this short break. Let's get to my listener's question and see: How can I help? Dear Dr. Saltz, I was diagnosed with an early-stage breast cancer about six months ago. I have gotten treatment, and I have a very good prognosis. But this whole thing has completely terrified me, and I am really struggling with feeling anxious all the time. I keep thinking what if it comes back? Could all my worrying and stress make it come back? What if I die? What if I can't handle treatment again? I'm having trouble sleeping. I have lost my appetite. It's hard to concentrate on my work. I feel jittery and grouchy at the same time. My oncologist is like, you are doing well. Come back again in a few months. Then I think, why not a few weeks? And I'm starting to feel down that I can't get my old life back. Like this is a permanent terror that I have to live with. Is it? Is this how women feel after breast cancer and I'll just have to live with it? Will all this anxiety make me sick and actually make my cancer come back? Will this harm me in terms of the breast cancer returning? Just asking this question makes me freaked out that the answer is yes. What can I do? Well, first of all, let me say, I am so sorry that you have gone through something like this. Yes, most women find a diagnosis of cancer very scary, even something that is called an early stage cancer. And a whole host of other negative emotions may come with it as well. Getting a medical diagnosis, especially one like cancer, is of course scary. And even with a good prognosis and treatment, it's not uncommon to have some worrying and to have other associated concerns. First, let me say there is no evidence that anxiety or depression for that matter cause cancer, or cause a cancer reoccurrence. It is also true that these concerns are possibilities, even smaller ones, and that means that having overwhelming and sustained anxiety is not a must, and in addition, it is not necessary. It is actually a harm to you and your body. And so it is important to think about how you can address this. Being in a constant state of flight or fight when your sympathetic nervous system is so ramped up, causing your body to maintain high cortisol levels, the stress hormone, this is not great for your health in the long run. Now, that being said, there is no evidence that high cortisol levels cause cancer and your anxiety will not cause the cancer to return. But high cortisol can affect your overall health and your ability to participate in your life. And should you ever need treatment like chemotherapy for the cancer in the future, if it does return, it can impact your ability to feel strong and to manage the side effects and to tolerate it. As you've been anxious for a while now, You are also describing some depression creeping in, which is something that often happens if anxiety remains high for a long and unremitting time. Depression, too, can take a toll on the body. And while it also does not cause cancer nor its return, it can cause you to be and feel physically run down. It can affect your ability to sleep, which affects your overall health. It can affect your appetite, which affects your nutritional status. And it can affect your perception of pain, which can make you feel in pain more often and make pain feel worse. And this affects general conditioning, such that your physical resilience can get run down. If the worries are not passing, which you're describing, and your mood is sinking, which you're also describing, I strongly urge you to get evaluated by a mental health professional who has expertise in treating people with medical issues. That's a particularly good choice for somebody like you. And actually, there are many psychiatrists and psychologists who specialize in just that. You can find one by looking up membership in, for example, the American Psychological Association or the American Psychiatric Association for members in your area who specialize in treating people with chronic medical issues, but you might also find them in your local hospital where there may be a team associated, for example, with the oncology practice. That also is not unusual. Treating these issues will not only help you feel better overall, it will help your physical health stay better. So should the worst happen and the cancer return, you will be in the best fighting shape to handle further treatments. But most importantly, it will help you have a better quality of life now, while you're in remission. High anxiety and depression are not a health condition that you should live with after a cancer diagnosis. And they are treatable conditions, sometimes with just psychotherapy, sometimes also with medications. I hope this was helpful. Although persistent anxiety and depression are highly treatable with medications, with CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, and other talk therapies, without treatment, these patients tend to also have difficulty being compliant with the treatments necessary to treat their chronic illness. For example, cooking and eating a healthy diet, it's hard to do when you feel depressed. Getting enough sleep, which is affected by both anxiety and depression. Doing regular aerobic exercise, which requires motivation, which is hard to do when you feel depressed. And taking your medications regularly for whatever your condition. Again, something you may fail to do if you're struggling with anxiety or depression. These things can make all the difference in caring for, for example, diabetes. Hypertension, chronic headaches. Mental health impacts motivation, the motivation to do the basics required for medical care. It impacts quantity of sleep as well as sleep quality, and quantity matters for basic good health. Mental health is part of overall physical health, and one impacts the other in a myriad of ways. In addition, often enough, when someone is terribly anxious or depressed, they may increase their alcohol intake or use other drugs such as opioids to try to treat their anxiety or their feelings of frequent or intense pain. Pain that is actually being intensified by their depression, but it feels like the opioids help. This not only doesn't help, It creates worsening health from alcohol or opioid abuse, and it creates a new problem. If you are feeling filled with worries or sadness, talk to your doctor and inquire about getting treatment for that, or at least a referral, rather than only attending to the medical problem you're getting treatment for, because actually, it will help both states. Do you have a problem I can help with? If so, email me at howcanihelp at senecawomen.com. All centers remain anonymous. And listen every Friday to How Can I Help? With me, Dr. Gail Saltz.